Hello and welcome back to episode 70 of Aravepa Trail Talk Live. We have a special guest this week in the studio, TJ Gardner. Hi, everybody. What is up? And we are excited to be back after a one-week hiatus. We are missing Matt today. We decided to bring in a special guest because of a, a big race that happened this last weekend, a race that is near and dear to my heart. And we're gonna get into that in just a second. I do wanna shout out Bryce behind the camera over there. How are you doing? Doing this excellent, Jamil. You? Great, it's good to be back. Um, just a reminder, for those of you tuning in, hopefully live or later, this is a live show when we produce it now. So if you are tuning in, please drop your questions in the chat. We will get to those throughout the show and at the end. So um, TJ, welcome. You work here at Aravipa. Uh, in our artworks department as a designer. Yep. And you also just attempted your first 100 miler. Which race did you choose? I think people who are watching this and saw the title know, but tell <laughs> us uh, tell us about well, I think what it, happened this weekend. I think attempted is the right word. Yeah, um, I, I just spoiled it, sorry. <laughs> um, so Angel's Crest 100. Um, and this year was a little bit different than typical. Uh, usually it goes from Wrightwood, California to Altadena. Uh, this year, because of the fires and floods, uh, they were only able to go 51 miles out and come back. So And 51 back, huh? 51 back. <laughs> and so uh, the the climbs that are known, Baden-Powell on, and, and different climbs like that on the way out, we had to do the reverse on the way back, or other people had to do the reverse on the way back. Um, I unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, only made it to uh, mile 60 but uh, it still turned out to be one of the best days I've ever had on the trails uh, in my life. So nice. um, there's always something to be found even in races that don't go exactly as planned. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get more into Angelus Crest real quick, um, but we do wanna talk some general Aravipa news first. We typically get into that and then we get into the kind of the meat of the portion of our episode. Um, so yeah, what is going on with us? We just came off of Tusher's Mountain Runs last weekend, uh, not, this one but a week before and that's i think part of the reason we skipped the show is we just had too much to catch up on um, but the event did go off successfully we had uh, over 400 join us and i believe we had a course record on the women's side in the 70k that sound right georgia Porter georgia, tore yeah. it up oh uh, 70k was very competitive this year yeah with... maybe more so than the 100k possibly yeah um, but we had some some stout runners in there as well so um, yeah, stay tuned. We will uh, be hosting Tushers again the last weekend in July of 2023. It was a sellout race this year, so we'll probably be opening registration um, in the next month or two, September or October. So keep an eye out for that. In other news, um, other big races coming up. The Mogion Monster is getting close to full. I believe we have 27 spots left in the 100 miler. And that is coming up in just about a month's time, a month from this weekend coming up. There is a training run, free training run, this weekend, Saturday, Pine Trailhead to Donahue. So it's gonna be a loop, meet at the Pine Trailhead. I believe the details, I wish I had the start time, probably on Facebook. Hopefully yeah, it's on the website. I can take a peek. Bryce will update us. Um, we do have an upcoming night run 
Vertigo is August 20th, and then we're heading back to Nardini Manor for the Hotfoot Hamster September 3rd, which, funny enough, man, I'm getting old, but 17-year anniversary of me running my first Ultra 17. at that venue, at that event. It was Labor Day weekend, 2005, with my brothers. It's a good time. Amazing. How far did you go? I believe I did 54. 54, I think, 54 miles. And the funny thing I just learned, Brian Karasek, who works here part-time at Aravipa, he was there. He also ran that race. I just realized this a couple weeks ago. Didn't know that he was there. I think he didn't know I was out there. He said he went, ran 20 miles, had enough, called it a night. <laughs> that was it. So uh, if you have never run an ultra marathon before, this is my quick plug. I think fixed time events are a perfect introduction, especially if you're intimidated by running longer, you don't really know what's gonna happen beyond like that marathon distance. My brothers hadn't even run, I think a half marathon before. They just showed up and you know, just did whatever. Uh, they were just eating, drinking, walking laps, running laps, it's a good time, so. You guys were, were pretty young when you did that, right? I mean, I, I was 20. You were 20, okay. And then they were, I think 17 and 15. Wow. So we got it started pretty early. No kidding. Me and Nick are still at it. Nathan doesn't run as much anymore, but yeah. And Nick's done a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, I've done a couple Recently. things. I feel pretty, yeah, pretty fortunate to have this longevity in the sport, still yeah. able to do it, you know, finished hard rock a couple weeks ago. So I feel pretty good. So overall, it's great. Um, what else is going on in the, in the broader landscape we had, of course, Angeles Crest this last weekend. We had the next stop in the Golden Trail World Series, the Stranda Fjord Trail Race in Norway. Did you catch that one, Bryce? Uh, a little bit. I saw, I actually, uh, let me see. I think I could pull up here a snippet from the leader on the climb I saw. They uploaded it to Did Twitter. they have a live stream? No, I think they just put some stuff on social. I think this is actually from Twitter. Um, but yeah, oh, which race is it in the, in the series? Do you know which it's, number it is? Is it three? It should be, f is it four, three? I think it's the third. Here we go. I'm going to put this up on the screen here. Oh, I saw some pictures of this one. Yeah. From the description, it, yeah, it sounded pretty epic. Oh, look at that loose rock. See, now I'm not concerned about our Sky Peaks course. After <laughs> Man, that is blanketed in clouds. Ooh, the downhill shot is powered by Citus. Nice. They got a sponsor for their downhill trail running shots. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I saw a clip with a woman running through and she fell but didn't miss a step over those types of rocks. Oh, I think it was Sarah Alonzo possibly. Okay, yeah, it was amazing. Oh, yes. I did see Sophia Lockley won for the women. She just, she's kind of brand new to the trail running space. She ran and won Broken Arrow. She's a Nordic skier, I believe. I think she went, she might've gone to the Olympics possibly. Okay. But that's like, She's off to a great start there, I would yeah. say. And then for the men, it was Jonathan Albin, who is just 
one of the best mountain runners in the world um, time and time again and, and got another win there. So uh, next up in the series is going to be Sears and all, I believe. As you can tell, I really prepared for this this week. Um, if I hadn't just started the sport in 2018, I might know a little bit more myself. So yeah, we had Zagama, so, yeah, it Marathon is. Mont Blanc. We had this was the third race in the series. Sears and all, I think, is this weekend. So like they've been really lining these up where it's like race a couple weekends in a row, then you get a little bit of time off. Um, and then we'll of course have Pikes Peak Ascent and Sky Peaks 26K. Just a quick shout out. I did scout out that course two days ago and we just dropped a video on the Run Steep Get High channel. So if you wanna Ooh. see some sites from that route, go check that out on the Arizona Snowbowl. Um, what else do we have? Trans Rockies run was oh. this last week. Yep. And we had, but Peter Mortimer won with his partner, right? In yeah. their in their age division, yeah, oh, they, age uh, division, above okay. 40, or 40, 40, 40 and up. The yeah. way the way it is on their website, it says eighty plus. So I'm assuming oh, they add up your ages, so you could have like a sixty year old and like a twenty one year old. Right, you could run with the grandpa if you want, probably. Perfect. Yeah, that's legit. Um, uh, we, what else? Mogion training run is Saturday seven a.m. at Pine Trailhead a great time to start i didn't realize run. that sierra zanal is in uh is that sweden no. uh switzerland switzerland yeah okay yeah sierra zanal this weekend so last stop before the u.s races very cool killian's like eating the <laughs> little runner guy <laughs> perfect yeah that's like a classic classic race sierra zanal Alrighty, what else? String Bean, JMT oh, yeah. FKT. I didn't realize, so he got it for the north to south, but Francois still has the south to north. And the overall, I don't know if they combine them as far so, as- So, because he was unsupported. Oh. And Francois was supported, of course. Gotcha. So I think, I think he set the overall unsupported record. Yep. In like three days, one hour. Francois still has- the overall in like two days something hours so here's the stats on it 218 miles yeah basically 73 hours forty-five thousand feet of climb man that south to north just like it's higher and higher and higher as you go is that you whitney? say whitney right at the end yeah and then having to come down and then you just end uh, i guess at the portals is where it starts or ends a humble thirty-five thousand calories he had a photo of everything he packed, I think, on his Instagram before he started. Mm. It's pretty interesting. It looked like he assembled his entire nutrition plan at a gas station convenience store. <laughs> I don't know if you can pull it up. Oh yeah. Mr. Stringbean. It's that it's the through hiker state of mind. Yeah. It might have just been in a story it might have just been in a story i forget if i let's see off the grid is there any others no this one has a few in it let's... there it is oh there it is see 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure a hundred percent of that. Maybe the trail butter would be the one thing that you couldn't find. Maybe the, I would uh, eat that bag of chips in like probably one sitting on the fourth peak, I think. Oh yeah. And I mean, that was like one of the, one of the first lessons I learned when I started hiking the Arizona trail As we started hiking with, uh, he's a guy from Sweden, actually, uh, Jonathan. And he showed us that you can fit two family size bags of potato chips into a gallon Ziploc bag if you crunch them down far enough. Oh yeah. And so he had like a McDonald's McFlurry spoon that he'd carry around and he'd just sit there, eat out of his like chips out of a Ziploc bag. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm sure it tasted great. How many calories a day did you pack for the Arizona trail? Do you remember? Um, not enough. I lost a lot of weight. How much did you lose? Like over 20 pounds. Oh wow. So a significant amount. I was pretty, well, the thing is, is the ambassador, the Swedish guy also did not bring enough food for himself. So you're giving him food? Yeah. That's insane. In hindsight, I don't know. Yeah. We made it. I I lost 12 pounds in 21 days from the start to Flagstaff. Okay. And I, I think I was, I didn't have much to start with. I think I was 157 going into it, which is like lighter than I am now. Uh I was like skin and bones. Yeah. It was bad. (laughs) Yeah. We were probably the same boat or worse. Yeah. I went for, I went from 175 to 150, I think over the whole thing. And I, I mean, you, I, most of that was probably in the start. My, did I ever tell you my trail name? Was, yes, I think you did, and it was something embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I don't. I don't know why I brought it up, but I will say it now that I did. Oh um, no! It's <laughs> uh, so day four. Oh, that's right. So we're going southbound. So I didn't. I didn't poop until we made it to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and so they called, okay. and I could from get, from Utah. From Utah, yeah. not from Mexico. <laughs> that would <laughs> so, be like medically impossible. Yeah. I never got a trail name. No? Were you hiking solo? Yes. Yeah. I had, my dad did the first 50 miles, the last 100 miles. I had a couple friends join me for like a night or two here and there. But back then, the Arizona Trail was not complete even. Oh. They were still building it. You didn't have Gut Hook. You didn't have the apps. No. Yeah. Like there was a trail guide, but it, it was like incomplete because the trail literally wasn't done. And I had some advanced information from a guy that finished it before me, but we had, he had like the national geographic, like where it's like the software is on like a series of CDs Uh where you have to install it. And then I basically printed the, I had the whole route I could print out on maps. And so I would have, I took the guidebook that existed at the time. I tore it into chapters and then I had these printed papers and I put those in a Ziploc and I would have them at my drops. And for the sections that I think I might've had a GPS track that I had on like one of the old Garmin devices, like yeah. not the new inreaches that could communicate. It was just, just like a Garmin that. GPS unit. And I remember like some sections were flagged for future trail construction. And I tried to follow the tr- what the trail would be. So I was just going cross country which is a stupid choice. Oh my gosh. Like bushwhacking through the desert. Yeah. Following these little tin. um, Like arrows? Markers. No, they were like little pieces of tin on like a loop and that they tied to bushes. Oh. That where they were going to construct the trail. So I was like trying to find these. I don't know why I decided to do that. Because otherwise it was like do a road walk for 10 miles on the side of the highway. And I was like, ah, I'll try and follow the real trail. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, it's not that way anymore. 
Oh no. Now and so like I saw I think two other people attempting a through hike the entire time I was really? out there. Wow. And I think I camped with one guy one night and hiked with him for like part of the morning and then departed. And then the other guy, I didn't hike with him at all. I think I saw him at Roosevelt Lake Marina. Like okay. we were both getting some snacks. Man. Other than that, there were no other people attempting a through hike. There was wow. only a couple people a year that would even do it. Back yeah, then. now not, it was like not 2008. like that anymore. Sure. Now there's like Facebook groups with like hundreds of people and it's more like the AT. It's all supported. ACT. Yeah, Trail Angels. So hmm. There were a couple spots like uh, Freeman Road. That was a water stop. And we, I cashed water in a couple spots. So anyway, we're kind of off topic. A little bit. Yep. <laughs> good, good times. Good times. Um, coming up this weekend, we got the Bigfoot 200 starting August 12th. We got the Ute 100 starting August 12th. We got Eastern States August 13th. And the Leadville is coming up in two weeks. So August 20th. But let's, uh, let's circle back on this last weekend, the Angeles Crest 100. Um, so TJ, you chose this one. Why did you choose this race as your first hundred mile attempt? You were telling me a little bit about the story. Yeah, and so, then I can get into my experience too. Okay, in in 2016, I actually started running, but it was mostly roads, um, and it was for uh, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So we had a coach, and he had run AC 100 three times, finished once, and we were just talking, and he said he was going to go up and volunteer for this AC 100. And I was like, what's that? He's like, Oh, it's a hundred mile race. And these people, and I was like, there's no way this sounds impossible that people can run a hundred miles. Uh, you'll never catch me doing that. Um, and then 2018 found trail running. And, uh, this year I decided I wanted to run my first hundred and originally it was going to be stagecoach. Um, but, uh, I have to go to school. I'm, I'm getting into school. So I'm leaving, leaving Arizona for six weeks and it's right when stagecoach is. So I had a little chat with Ken Hamada because I had uh, volunteered at AC back in 2019. And um, because of, they haven't run it in two and a half years because of COVID and because of the fires. So two years of cancellation, two years yep. of cancellation. So they have like a lot of people dropping out. They had a lot of people dropping out. The, the even, even when we were there, um, they still had 260 people on the roster and only a hundred and 181 of us actually got to the start line. Wow. So, um, there was room, uh, th I know that they expanded it in 2019. There was a lot more runners than typical. I think that's when they actually went over 200 for the first time. Okay. Um, so he said, if you want in, let's do it. So nice. I was like, okay. And, uh, and because angels crest, I lived in Pasadena for many years. I had looked at those mountains for so long before I was a runner. And uh, it was, it just seemed perfect. Yeah, seemed like we've got right some thing. scenes from the 2022 race. It's absolutely beautiful up there. I mean, this is the mountain range that's like the backstop behind Los Angeles mm -hmm. in between the ocean and, and that huge backdrop. Like there's even some photos where you'll see like the snow-capped peaks behind, you know, the skyline of LA and that's the Angeles. Uh, San Gabriel. San Gabriel Mountains, yeah. the Angeles National Forest. Yep. Um, I've gotten to run the race three times. Mm -hmm. First time was 2007, and I found out about it because I was looking for a hard rock qualifier, and it was the next closest hard rock qualifier to Phoenix. Okay. And so I think, like, yeah, that, and then you could just kind of sign up, and so me and Nick just signed up, went over, and And that was your first 100? Cool. That was my first. I did 100 miles across the years in 24 hours. Yeah. But that to me is a 24 hour race. Like this was my first hundred miler. So, yeah. you know, and it's tough. Like 
you're high up in the mountains. Like, look at these views. It's crazy to think that LA is just on the other side of this. Yeah, you start at, I think we started around, I think Wrightwood, California is at 65, somewhere in that Yeah, range, small 65. mountain town, and then you just go up from there. And the Pacific yeah. Crest Trail goes right across the ridge there. Yep. Some of these views here. We did actually um, run into a bunch of through hikers as we were going. So um, some of them were just waking up out of their tents. And, you know, you have hundreds of people running by them while they're brushing their teeth. They're, um, but I've, I have been some beautiful places. But this, for some reason, just had... It just captured me like mm -hmm. every, any anywhere any corner we went around or or uh, even running on the road and i do not like running on roads and i was even appreciative of that you know it's just such a perfect day the first 40 miles was probably the smoothest i've ever had um as far as mileage goes or as far as running goes everything just felt perfect nice even the climbs and um and i think a lot of the heat training that we did here you know over the summer um, really helps. People were saying how hot it was there and it never felt. You're like not bad. <laughs> it didn't feel bad the whole time I was there. Yeah. And that may be part of my downfall of, of what happened um, for those last 20 miles. But uh, but yeah, the day started and was just absolutely perfect. And, and there's a there's a huge community feel still around the race. When you go, it it still feels like it's it's a homegrown race. It yeah. doesn't have and it's old school yeah. in nature. I mean the same guy that started organizing it's still at yeah. the helm. So yeah. that helps a lot. And for those of you that don't know the race, it starts in Wrightwood. Mm -hmm. It it kind of mimics the Western States one hundred in many ways. It's a net downhill course normally. So I'm normally, talking about the yeah. normal full course. Uh net downhill, um, you know, high country kind of early to the first third of the race. And then you start going through these deeper canyons. And then the, the last part of AC actually gets harder, like way, way, way harder than Western States. So you've got these giant climbs in the last 25 miles. There's almost, there's no crew access in the final 25 normally. Yeah. So you have this like, you know, Chantry Flats becomes this kind of huge, pivotal aid station at mile 75 where you know if you have any inklings of dropping like that's where people drop because they know they've got these massive climbs left they're not going to see their crew and like you have to go through the long night um just kind of out there it's, yeah mount wilson i i had uh, i had the pleasure of uh pacing that last 25 miles um in 2019 and uh when i picked up my runner he was on the verge he, he, he was almost there and uh, we got him out uh, about 20 minutes before cutoff and uh, you climb up to dead man's bench, which is a famous <laughs> picture. Everybody who's ever gotten there has laid down on that bench and taken a picture, but it's, it started with a picture many years back of just someone finishing the climb and just pretty much, he didn't die, but it looked yeah. like he was dead <laughs> just laying on the bench up there. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, because of the fires you mentioned, they did the out and back course this yep. year to kind of keep it alive. And that way they don't, I guess, wait. Do you know if they're going to try and reopen the second half in the future or they just don't so really know right now? At the at the um, the briefing ahead of time on, on Friday, they said they'll never do the out and back again. Oh, okay. Um, just the logistics were you know, terrifying for them. It just didn't, it was just really hard. To it was harder time. logistics, really. It was harder logistically to do why? it. Why? Yeah, I'm back. I, they didn't explain it. They don't know why. Yeah. And they said that, so they will never do that again. Uh, I don't know if that means return. I, I don't know if that point means, to point. <laughs> yeah. Well, they want to do point. They said that they said they'll do point to point next. They just don't know where they don't know how or, how or, or where, where. Yeah. yeah. Because some of the uh, route two is still 
washed out. Uh, so you happened? can't even drive it? No. You can't wow. go all the way. The, the fires uh, took care of all the trees, and then they weren't holding back the water, and the water just came. and so washed the highway. So, yeah, the, the Highway 2 kind of, it spans the whole mountain range, and that was mm -hmm. kind of the cool part about the race is basically you just crisscross Highway 2 like all day long. Yeah. And it made it logistically pretty nice for crews because they would just kind of drive to the next little trailhead, crew you, and then they continue down. Um, but yeah, they, the luck they've had over the last, you know, 15 years has been terrible with this race with the fires and all the damage. And yeah. it's like really changed the race. Like it'll probably never be the same. Like in some years they couldn't run on the trails. So they just keep you on the road for like yeah. 10, 15 miles. Well, they had a, um, even this year, probably this year we were on roads for total. Cause the out and back was 15 miles. I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, but that one section where, um, Eagles roost in between, uh, uh it's, I, I slipped, slip saddle, I slipped, I slipped saddle and, um, cloudburst. They took Eagles roost out and that was there only because they used to go down into a Canyon there. But, uh, there were frogs that they needed to protect. We still got, well, they're, hopefully they're still there. They, I've, I've heard that they're, they've started to flourish. So it, Okay, so maybe we can go back? Yeah, we might be able to go back. But <laughs> things like that, a lot of environmental things have, have kept, have changed that trail um, almost every year, I believe. That's why the record is still from 1989 or something Jim like that. Jim O'Brien's record was yeah. stout, but yeah. I mean, it was funny because I think someone mentioned like, oh, the record stands another year, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you can't really compare it. <laughs> no, you can't at all. Um, this this year actually was added another five thousand feet of climb. Yeah, so that's that's what made it even more difficult. The finish yeah. was actually twenty one hours. The winner. Yeah, the winner. Okay, uh, sorry, and a winner. low finish rate. It was like a fifty percent finish rate. It was yeah. It was between. It was a uh, above fifty five percent. I think there was a hundred. So you can't feel that bad. <laughs> no, no, I don't. There's seventy seven. It wasn't dropped, just you. Seventy seven dropped and one hundred and four finished from my final. Count. Oh, okay. So so not it's about fifty six. 56% finisher rate, which is still, you know, a lot of people who had their hopes and dreams crushed, but, uh, but, uh, there's some, there's some badasses out there when you run into people. And I saw some people that, you know, are great runners that had to drop too. So, but it was, it was quite, quite amazing. Was it chilly up there? This guy's got his hoodie on. I wasn't cold. Definitely not. Maybe he's coming in the next morning. This might be the next morning. Um, it got into oh, the fifties. Um, on Baden. I'm looking at your Strava here. Started at 60 degrees. Yeah, the morning was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Got up into the mid 80s, I believe. Um, I loved it. Uh, they have temperature on there? Oh, yeah, yeah they have temperature temp on there. Oh, at least the start. Yeah, I didn't realize the humidity was that high either. I wasn't feeling it. I actually didn't even start to break a sweat until, <laughs> until somewhere around Baden Powell. You got some cool pictures. Oh yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh, Josh. Yeah, this was my crew. I had Josh Locke and Alyssa Jones as my crew. Um, they were both going to pace, but unfortunately, um, we only Josh Josh paced me for about fourteen. I uh, wasn't able to go any further, but they were amazing. Uh, she was a she was a blast, Andy. <laughs> she was so funny. So, that looks yeah, cool. So, so this is the That's road. That's new too. part, right? I mean, we yeah. never ran through a tunnel before. So right after this, then you cut off to the to the left and you climb up another mountain and you come back down into uh, Cloudburst. So I don't know if if you don't know um, Route Two, it's pretty much a, much a Fast and Furious type of road. Yeah, people like race motorcycles down up and down it all the time. Oh, right? there's you can hear it when you're up in the 
up in the on the mountains you can hear just all the so they have to come up from rightwood then and it just ends all of a sudden and then they come back and i, I come actually back, don't yeah. know how exactly they might be able to get up there some other way oh, okay but i think they do come from rightwood go down and come back but yeah. you would hear all day just you know tricked out cars just driving and, and you get to these points on the on the on the road um you're only getting about a half a foot to a foot between a barrier and the line and so you just gotta we had to keep our heads on a swivel for for cars but i don't think there was any issues the whole day but yeah the tunnels were kind of cool we got to go through those two tunnels so what ended up happening um and and this is kind of my mindset now on 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 a dnf this is probably like i said before the best day i've ever had running even i did even though i did dnf um i made a few mistakes which i couldn't recover from we recovered the we recovered from the problems that i made but it had too much of a compound effect on what was happening with me that i couldn't get that and we ran out of time um i would have been chasing cutoffs for a while and i don't know it just was time to my body physically was fine. I just I couldn't get the rest of it to come around. But even those 20 miles of trying to problem solve um, and, and, the, and the help and the people that were there just made it all all incredible. And, and uh, I'll definitely someday be back. Yeah, man, <laughs> it makes me nostalgia for sure seeing all this. Like, I yeah. want to go. Yeah. If they go back to a point-to-point course, I got I to gotta throw in for AC maybe next year. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think you'll uh, – I think they'll always just do point-to-point from now on. And yeah. I know Dominic Grossman's getting involved now. Um, Gary Hilliard's still doing it. Ken's still doing it. Um, but there's definitely going to be – at some point, there'll have to be a passing of the guard. So it'll be yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how it progresses from, from this point out. Right on. But I would suggest it's – it's one of the four oldest hundreds in the country and it's an absolute classic race. And yeah, I would love to see it. It doesn't yeah, get, get back to its former glory. And it, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't get the press or the notoriety that you would think a race of this, yeah. this caliber would get. Um, so that I was mean, actually it, a lot of when talk. I got into the sport, it was like, definitely like a kind of a classic must do race, but it still sure. very much is like that SoCal vibe, you know, yeah. the LA vibe, um, compared to like Western States, yeah, they just went in a different direction. Western states very much went in that, yeah, kind of global scene. And this one is, it yeah. is a, it is just this great, it's a great gem of a race. Yeah, you just feel good. There was no countdown really for the, there's no gun, there's no anything. They just like, okay, go. <laughs> so then you just run out. It's pretty wild. And then even the spaghetti dinner the night before was kind of funny. It's just some paper plates, a bunch of the uh, older older people. That's in what they've been doing every year for thirty <laughs> it's years. Probably the same know? people serving the. Is this spaghetti. this year? Yeah, this, this one. This so the little shout out to Silly Runner. That's who we were watching before. Yeah. Who okay. finished and actually uploaded his footage already? Uh, this is from 2019. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is more produced. There is a um, there is a uh, a start on the Angels Crest. Uh, Facebook, Angel oh, yeah? 2022 does have this start on it. But yeah, you end up running before you get to the mountains. You actually run up through Wrightwood too, which is kind of cool. You get to see all the houses. There were some people out there at five in the morning calling us crazy. <laughs> yeah, you kinda start cool. right next to the highway too in like a parking lot. And then you, you head up through town and then you yeah. hit a trail and then you get up to the PCT up that ridge it's a pretty epic climb right at sunrise and oh, yeah. it's just beautiful so the year oh there's there's dom yeah um yeah when we ran it so the race is now what the first weekend in august 
It used to be September. So like when I ran it, I think it was mid-September. It started October back in the first. Ba- first yeah, way ones, back yeah. in the day. But yeah, we did it in September. It was beautiful. It was like crispy, crisp temperatures up there. It was yeah. it was awesome. I heard that it was because they were trying to avoid fire season. And that's why they kept <laughs> stepping it back and stepping it back. And then fire season's now just all the time. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, we did trail work. We did one of the training runs. Like it's, it's got a, it's just fun. It's a good time. One of the coolest things for me was that first year I ran it. You know, we climb up out of Chantry up Wilson, and you're just kind of, you kind of get down into Chantry, and you're just have been in the mountains all day long. Yeah. Climb up Wilson. At some point, you like maybe where that bench is. You like peek out over, and all of a sudden, you see all the lights of Los Angeles all below you and it was one of the coolest things i've ever experienced yeah, up to up, that point in time it, it is up at that bench area because yeah. you're coming up on the top yeah it's like this is crazy and then i'm going to run down there and and somewhere at the base of these mountains in in altadena yeah which it, that whole section is a little bit more like arizona running this yeah. stuff this the, the the all the trails we were on this time were just butter oh it was yeah all it was all I yeah it gets rougher later on for sure it was i remember being yeah technical rocky dusty yeah that downhill just, yeah into there uh so i was gonna say what they did this year which is really interesting too um they weren't getting volunteers for trail work and they weren't getting volunteers for aid stations so i think and they weren't getting volunteers for um for even medical so i think dom started this and i'm not sure i think it was and gary picked it up afterward for for medical is they started offering um no wait list for the following year if you volunteered nice and instantly they had 50 people out there helping them with the trail work and everything like that. Incentives. So, yeah. To, 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 to skip the lottery. Nice. And so that, I don't know if that'll be a, a trend that we see, you know, more people wanting to run, but less people wanting to put time in or volunteer. Huh. So I don't know, but they found great success in that. Cool. Um, not to a point where it's going to be impossible to get in next year, but I, I, I think that there was a nice handful of people. That's that kind of cool though. Like that. come and work the race one year, then run, then run it the next year. Yeah. seems like a good way to build a community up. They did offer that to the aid station captains. Cause each aid station is not run by the overall organization. Each aid station is run by a captain who brings in all in all their stuff, brings in all their people. They have to bring all their own equipment and everything. They bring everything, Interesting. anything that they want to, it to be there. It's their station. So they're very much, I guess I didn't realize that. So does it feel like each one is connected or they were just totally different? It, it all, I mean, it's hard to really make an aid station too much different. You know, well, all, that's a good point. They all had, that's fair. They all had the, essentially the same. They stuff. all had the same yeah. necessities, but they all had a different attitude, which was really cool. You that had is kind of a different feeling at yeah. each one that you went into. Um, but over like run with us, Pasadena had uh, three points this year, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, there it's it, it it brings in different food choices. It, it really brings different food choices, yeah, especially yeah. as you get further in. Um, and then because it was out and back, they actually switched crews at the ones that um, at a certain point. Like another team come in. Yeah, once they were, once the cutoff was done then they would take that one down and set up a, a new one with a new crew. They would like take all the equipment away? Because uh, it, it's their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was the that's weirdest wild, thing. That's wild, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, is crazy. Okay. So that's I guess early on, like if you're at like Inspiration Point, yeah. you're there for like a couple hours and then you, the first runner back is going to be 15 hours later. So exactly. you pack up, you leave, and the new one comes in. Yeah, the only one that, that, that stayed for the whole time was Chileo. 
Yeah. It's like the halfway point. Yeah. No, yeah. that was right or before the, shortcuts. Before the halfway. That was right yeah, because it's halfway. probably it's probably yeah. the overlapping. Yeah. And shortcut saddle was a one stop, one Got stop it. thing. So. Um. Do we have any questions in the chat? We do. Let's go through some I questions. I don't know if anyone's tuning in. Oh we'll yeah. See. <laughs> Hi people. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's cool having the visuals. No, this is great. I'm going through what's it's so fresh in my mind that I'm seeing this and. Yeah, you're like I know exactly where that <laughs> spot is. See, this one's actually courtesy of. Rudy Venezuela. Valenzuela. Valenzuela. Shout him out. Thanks for uploading. Um, questions. Let's see. Jamil, are you at the point where some of your ultra running awards are old enough to drink, vote, drive, etc.? <laughs> I think this was asking my earlier. Award. Oh, my awards. When we were talking about uh, Hot Foot. <laughs> well, I guess like, like I was saying, it, you know, a month from now will be 17 years from when I ran my first ultra. So they can drive. It could, it could see a rated R movie. Is it 17? Yeah. NC 17. That's right. So almost 17. Yeah. It could definitely be driving whatever. (laughs) I think what all we got from that was a, they called it a free pair of jammies, but it was a pair of Patagonia boxer shorts that we all got. That's cool. For free. I don't wow. know. We didn't like have to Patagonia. pay for the event. It was just a free training run for across the years. Oh, so. I see. Wow. Okay. And they gave you something. Yep. It's free. Oh, well, it's, it's like Roger Rublick. They're just, the okay. Rublick family is super generous. And that's awesome. Yep. How does a race become a Western States qualifier? And is there a chance another era Viper race might become a WS qualifier example, Mogollon Munster? Um, has to be a 100k or longer of a certain size typically and it has to be like there has to be a few additions usually um i don't know if they're really looking to grow their list much it seems like they've added a lot of international races but i don't know that there'd be plans for more era vipa i think cocodona i think we were added as a western states qualifier which is kind of funny that would make sense Go but to. not a hard rock qualifier. They denied that pretty quick. So interesting. Go 250 so you can qualify for 100, right? <laughs> I mean, it should be the other way around probably. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any more virtual challenges coming up in the soon from Aravipa? Funny you ask. Did you plant that one, Bryce? <laughs> nope. Nice. Raised by Rams was so much fun. Hopefully can make it to a live race soon but love the virtual options. Thanks for all the working on it. That's from Michelle. Nice. So yeah, Raised by Rams um, just wrapped up. And it looks like we had Kate Emmons was our winner with 155,000 feet of climbing from Alabama. And we had Wayne Edward Ramage from Tennessee. He's like a staple in these climbing challenges with 114,000. Oh. And Daniel Ott also went over 100,000 with 104. So, yeah, great to see it. We had a total of 83 people log vert that week. Jonathan Trottier was our DFL <laughs> with 289 feet, but he got on the board. Hey, so good that's job. more than some can Something. say. Uh-huh. We have the... Havelina Hallucinations returning this year. Registration is slated to open Monday, August 15th. So we encourage you to sign up early, sign up often. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> if you sign up, we haven't, the details will be posted shortly, but I believe if you sign up by, I think September 15th, you'll get your stuff by around the start of the race. We have some special goodies coming that we have to wait for to send them out that will probably be here the last week in September. But the first 250 people to sign up will get exclusive access to this year's Havelina 100 Gooder glasses. So this is the 20th anniversary of the Havelina 100. They're like glow in the dark, limited edition. And so if you sign up for hallucinations, you will actually get your glasses prior to the rate, prior to the Havelina 100. And you can't buy them until the expo. So kind of cool. You'll get them in early October. You can wear them in the month leading up to the race. You don't have to be signed up for the Havelina 100 to participate in the hallucinations. You can do both as well. It is an entire month long challenge. So from October 1st through the 31st, run as many miles as you can. We're gonna have some fun challenges along the way. And there's gonna be a lot more surprises coming shortly. Do you have anything else to add to that? Um, Bryce and I are kind of tag teaming to put this thing on this year. Uh, I'm, just, I'm very excited about the glasses. Uh, they are awesome. The glow in the dark, especially at the event is gonna be so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's a different way to do it, especially if you're not local to Phoenix, travel's not an easy option for you. It's a fun way to kind of connect with the running community. Yeah, it's a good way to connect in with the Havilene 100. Not everyone can travel this year or um, or every year to make it, and the race is sold out too. So it's a it's a fun way to take part and kind of have, have fun into the fall, keep motivated. There's gonna be a lot of people running throughout that month. So if you're looking to maybe kick off your training for the winter, or you want to have like a solid month where you have some accountability, I think the virtual races and virtual challenges are a great way to do that as well. Um, we're going to have, uh, some awards from Arabipe Artworks as well. So that's my plug on that. Great question. Always interesting that I found out is when everybody found out that I was from Arizona, all they, everybody was saying they were coming to do the Havelina. So that's huge California huge, contingency. Yeah, I would yep. say probably 20, uh, 15 people I talked to. Oh yeah, we'll be out there for Havelina. That's awesome. So it's, it was great. Cool. What are you most excited about the Sky Peak series? Flagstaff Sky Peaks? Yep. Um, I mean, I'm most excited to see the level of competition coming to Flagstaff. It's insane. Go peruse the ultra signup list and like compare that to the Golden Trail series standings. It's it's pretty cool. We've got some like some of the best mountain runners in the world coming to Flagstaff to compete head to head, and it's the finale. So, yep. you know, kind of last chance for people to jockey for position wow. and and try and make that. They have the finals whole thing happening in Madeira, I believe. So that's the twenty seven k. It's, uh, it's between 25 and 26 K okay. the, the course is almost finalized. We're that's part of the reason I was just out there is kind of dialing in the route. We're just going straight up and down the ski slopes. Oh, I've so done those. it is going to be <laughs> steep. Yep. And you know, if it's, it just rained when I went. So the conditions were pretty good, but it can get really loose and dry and grass like that cinders get kind of mm-hmm. slippery, you know, you're just like running on marbles. So it's fun and anyone can sign up. Anyone can participate. You can line up with the best in the world. You know, this is a great opportunity 
uh, to come out. And if you don't want to race that event, you can run on Saturday. We have the 50 miler 50 K and 10 K come out on Sunday. We are looking for people to be on course, cheer, go crazy, wear costumes. Um, we'll have more details posted shortly. So, oh yeah, he's posting up that video. So, um, you gotta like cut me off. I just go. I no, just I get love on it. a roll. It's good. All the information is good. I I got rained so hard on last Sunday up there and hailed on. It was wild. The whole peaks were white. Yeah, it, yeah. We it looked and like there was like snow. road closures because the flooding. It's it's wow. crazy up there right now. We barely. It was it was hot and sunny at noon, and then we ran for less than an hour. By the time we got back to the car, it was all hell had broken loose and we like barely made it back off the road before they all got closed down due to flooding wow it was it was so much fun yeah those are the good those are the most fun days yeah agreed uh let's see Uh, a couple more questions is jackass sold out i do not the jackass night trail the 31 okay so it it's currently sold out but um we're we should be clearing out the wait list and there, there likely will be spots available. So jump on the wait list. Uh, we're also, right now, a lot of people have been invited off the Havilena 100 wait list. Right now is about the time things start moving. We've got quite a few people have withdrawn from the race. So we're trying to backfill those spots right now. But the people that are on the wait list right now, a lot of them signed up in January, February. And, you know, plans change, life changes. You've already picked a different race. So a lot of those people are declining. So we're kind of starting to move through the Havelina wait list right now. So anyone watching that's on the list, keep an eye out for your inbox. Those invites are going out, you know, go see if you've been chosen, accept or decline, and then we can keep moving through the list. So hold out hope. I don't know that we'll be able to clear the 100 mile or 100K wait list, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna get through the jackass. Sweet. Uh, TJ, was this the first time, or Jamil, uh, at Angel's Crest, uh, that poles were allowed? I was going to bring that up. Uh, it was the first time that poles were allowed. Uh, and it was because of the extra, the extra climb. I love that. They're just so old school. They're like poles. No. (laughs) Yeah. They've never had them. And and you could tell that most of the people that we were, were running had never used poles before. I don't know how many times I almost got stabbed. That's probably why they don't want them. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it, it, I did talk to a couple runners, even you know seasoned runners, and they said without their poles at the end, they probably wouldn't have been able to pull themselves up. They would have been able to, but they they said they were happy to have their poles. But yeah, it was it was interesting to see that out there. Let's see. So the questions are still coming through here. Maybe we do the quick takes, circle back at the end for a quick Q and A. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Um, so just to introduce this segment a little bit, if you haven't joined us for one already, uh, these are weird, quirky things that happen in sports throughout the week. Uh, in this case, two weeks, as we didn't have an episode last week. Um, so we have maybe a little bit more than normal, uh, but we'll run through them. Let's see where to start. I like this one. So have you, either of you seen this before? Nope. This is... A fitness exoskeleton. That looks like how I'm going to finish Barkley right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's real. Um, you can buy, I think they're like 1400 bucks. That uh, seems cheap. I could be wrong. Does it run for Ma- you? 
here it is. So May of next year, 1458. Oh, it's a Kickstarter. It's a Kickstarter, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. The writer we'll see if it actually gets produced. The writer of the article said that they actually worked. Just said it's a little clunky because there's a big battery, I guess, sitting on the back there. Um, is there a video of it working? Yeah. Not that I've seen. Can we check the Kickstarter? Oh, yeah. Or it was just images. Oh, it's in Shenzhen, of course. You can take a peek here. Here it is. First exoskeleton consumer skeleton. Yeah, that's just like a buzzword salad. <laughs> so you click it on. Let's see here. Oh, I just yeah, want to see CGI, it in action. Baby. Yeah, that's all CGI. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right down the highway, too. That, that could be us next year. It's getting passed up. Oh, you can you can change how much assistance you get. Okay. So, so it's like an e-bike. It's like lifts up your legs. I was going to say it's like an e-bike. You uh -huh. see those guys on the trail all the time. Pretty soon we're going to be considered analog runners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. I mean, I could see this being a really great product for a certain subset of the population you know yeah. that is having trouble oh yeah getting out there but the like the idea of people like running like a perfectly healthy dude running down a road yeah you, you would get some looks on a road or i mean if you're running that you're gonna you get, get to some ban them in road races and whatever yeah <laughs> trail races i'd be wearing pants <laughs> hey 185 backers you know so if you're interested, you can still jump in on this, I think. We should just do it. Just, just see. $8.99. It'd be a fun video. Jump in jump in early. There's 34 left. You can still get it? Yeah. For uh Oh snap. Yeah, it looks like it's still uh still live, no? <laughs> Alright, what do we got next? <laughs> uh let me close this up. Next. You could do a whole race just with those. <laughs> I wonder how many miles they would last for. You would easily outrun the battery life yeah. for us. For us, runners. yeah, I was going to say. I was wondering if either of you had an over-under on how long it's going to take Ashton Kutcher to finish a marathon. He's going to have crazy trainers. First sure. attempt at the distance. He's probably pretty fit. You think he'd do like... Yeah, he's fit. Like a three... I was going to say under four. Three thirty. So there's there's all there you can there's another website where you can look and see uh, celebrities that have ran marathons before. I might pull it up here in a little bit, but there's some funny ones on those. Aren't there, there are some funny there's ones. Probably some surprising ones. Uh huh. Yeah. Like Will Ferrell. Um, like sub three. I don't know if it, I don't think oh. it was sub. There's not many run? sub threes as oh, okay. far as the celebrities go. Fair, the, yeah. the, the one of the faster ones I saw was Gordon Ramsay, who did it in like three thirty sub three thirty. Wow. So I'm going to say... I'd put him in the range there. I'm going to go with 3.30. 3.30 sounds accurate. He's being coached by a Peloton instructor. It's fine, guys. So like 3.45? Uh, three, <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so String Bean, we already kind of went through that. He had some really cool clips that he uploaded. If you want to get a pretty close view of like the John Murr trail, like it looks epic. And he oh, does yeah. like voiceover on it. The way he puts these together is, is pretty cool. You hear him talking to the camera and he'll overlay videos on it. But if you're interested, his Instagram has a lot of content and he's been continuously uploading. 
he's probably got nothing better to do <laughs> for a couple of weeks just yeah. trying to recover. I hit him up at the just the wrong time. I messaged him like, congrats. And I was like, Coca Dona 2023. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're insane. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Not going to ask you if he's, if he's in for 20. I think he, um, I think he might have some, his sights on something else next okay. year, but I think we will see him at an Aravipa race between now and Coca Dona. Excellent. For sure. Excellent. Can't say which one, but I think it could be any number of them. Mm-hmm. You can guess. Uh, I'd like to see him at Black Canyon. That'd be an interesting. McLaurin. McLaren. McLaren, McLaren, thank you. McLaren. Bryce is still living out on the Arizona Trail. (laughs) Not my strong suit. (laughs) No, that's that's good. That's good. McLaren uh, has made a running shoe. It's a super shoe. It's got a carbon plate in it. Of course it gets carbon in it. They're not cheap, I want to say. This reminds me of when like some of those high-end luxury car brands will make like an e-bike or like like a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. I forget which brands did that, but... Oof. Modest 450. The last year. I mean, that doesn't miles. sound so bad after like seeing the price of the Speedland shoes, you know? That's true. And, Especially and with the McLaren brand name, you'd think almost it could easily be it, 1400. It looks like a car. And 50. It's got the wheels and. Is that your style? <laughs> would, <laughs> you, would you tow the line of I don't 100 would, miler in those? I don't think I'd throw those on, no. No, I think I'm good. I, I, I always say I like to ride the sports car and not the Cadillac. So I don't like a lot of cushion. Those look like they have quite a bit. It's very interesting design. Can't yeah. say I've seen a shoe design quite like that. No. Uh-uh. Interesting to test them out. I don't. I'm not paying 450 for them, but you know. You You'd a be a wear of... tester. Oh yeah, if they drop a pair in my lap, I'm oh, in. Sure. Do it. All right, <laughs> McLaren, listen up. McLaurin. <laughs> McLaurin. McLaurin. Paging. Make sure you don't change the name. McLaurin. Make sure you keep it that way. So there's actually been a few of these in like the last God. six months to a year. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, there's been like a series of otter attacks, specifically <laughs> on like joggers in neighborhoods. Is this Canada? This one, or no, Singapore? This one, Singapore. There was one yeah. in San Diego more recently, like within the last month. But this, the one, so. This one, um, it's usually what happens is that like a runner will go by and they're going to, they agitate the otter. So they step sure. on the, the otter baby or they get too close or something. And then the runner will keep moving and then they'll pass a walker and the walker gets attacked. And that's what I've read in like two of these stories. It's now. like the next person behind. The one who's not expecting yeah. it. If only they had an exoskeleton on, they could get away. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this one, this guy said he thought he was going to die except for his buddy got the otters off him. How high can an otter go? Well, apparently can that high. scramble up you oh, that's and true. go everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Look at, look at yeah. Dang. Oh I would not have guessed like otters would be it's, doing this to people. Me either. It looks so sweet. You but think you'd see more rattlesnakes than otters, but it seems that otters is the... Uh... Um, so otter, tax. Oh, have you seen the Innovate downhill race they have? The descent race? No. So I guess this is going to be my weird sports moment of the week. I'm going to play this first. So this is the actual course in the wintertime. Uh, it's rated as the, the mo- ski race. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rated as the most dangerous, steep, fast ski race in the world. So naturally they're like, we should run down this in the summer. Exactly. Perfect. So innovate, well. innovate took oh, the initiative. Yeah. Okay. And 
it's it's just an ex- it's it's almost like the cheese wheel race but like that's what i was thinking more serious oh you can't see anything well slightly more serious and you have to slalom down it through the little flags yeah i think you have to touch the flags like like just like the ski race would be do you have to wear innovate yeah yeah they don't lay in well i think it was just a stunt right oh, okay but it does look like a fun race. I mean, as long as you're not falling like that. Oh dear. Oh. Uh, got it. I only asked because Bryce could take his McLarens out there and <laughs> try it out. My McLaurens. Oh my gosh. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> a little medical <laughs> ambulance at the end there. Ah, interesting. It's the only place it could be, really. <laughs> So last, what is this one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So this is this is the last one I have. <laughs> uh, viewer discretion advised. So this is uh, this was a 400 meter race. I want to say I'm not positive. It was a shorter shorter track race in the World Athletics U20 Championships this last weekend. Uh, an Italian runner. I'm gonna have to Alberto. No Nino? Nino probably. No Nino. Had a world wardrobe misfunction and uh basically to put it lightly. To put it lightly. <laughs> he very he went from one of the top runners in the the field very fast to back of the pack. Um there is video of it. So the lane 5 is going to be the guy we're keeping an eye on. Don't look too closely. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So, yeah, basically, he's just, like, falling out of his pants. Like, he, and he, you see he keeps reaching down, and he's pulling his pants up, pulling his pants up. He's doing all right. He's in, like, yeah. He's, he's moving up. He's right. Still moving. Oh, the hand goes down keeps... again. His hand is down, hand is he's down. He's in, like, second place. Oh, oh, it's becoming more of an issue. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and his form looks... He's got to be so frustrated. Oh. And then he's just kind of jogging it in. Like, forget it. And he goes to last. <laughs> he went from oh second God. to last. <laughs> I think, oh, you think no. he's going to buy... You think he'll buy longer shorts? Is that like... I mean, he must have... He clearly didn't train and do, like, you know repeats in those shorts before. not in those shorts unless i mean for some reason he went commando day of i would think there'd be a liner in it but yeah there's probably a liner but i think i've had a pair of shorts sometimes you get like a weird pair of shorts where it's like this is not working yeah so condolences for your race <laughs> <laughs> it was a valiant effort <laughs> that's why um, you know we got to stick to the longer runs yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is why we get the long shorts. Like, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah. No problems. Yep. Uh, any last questions or are we we going to wrap it up this week? Let's see. We do have a few more questions in the chat. Let me jump through these All real right, fast. Let's wind it down. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite food item from the aid stations at this year's AC100? Uh, any changes you would make in gear for future attempts at this race? So what's interesting is I've moved all to food that I've made on my own. Oh, so I didn't really use, um, 
too much of the aid station food. I, I uh, Scratch has a, uh, a cookbook called Portables, and I took some of the ideas in there and just I grew up cooking uh, in different restaurants when I was young and took some of the ideas I had and you put them into small little packages of food and they have a, a foil that you just fold it all up and so like I had scratch has their own foil yeah oh. they have their own foil to wrap your own your own so stuff. what are these are these rice based I think if I recall or are there like different there's varieties? so I had I had three different types of, of okay. foods I had a sausage polenta cube so it was Ooh. a solid cube and I put some um, vegan feta cheese in it whoa um, I'm gonna need to hire you for my uh, next race and uh, then uh, so and then we did I did some pizza dough and you roll it out and so I had six different ones for that. I had burger, pickle, and mustard, um, prosciutto and fig jam, uh, banana, chocolate chip, and brown sugar, uh, and there was a couple others. So and these then are like baked in a little. You roll bite. them. You roll them up into a roll, and then you slice them up into eight. So they're only about an inch thick, and mm-hmm. you can eat them while you're running. They're easily you easily unwrap them, eat them, put it in your pocket like a gel. And you don't get the fatigue, huh. like after. So it's are all gone. the flavors into the dough then, or no, is it like a filling? It's a filling, okay. but you do it in a layer. So when you roll it, oh. it feels like there's more, but you don't have a ton of food in there. Um, you just have the little, the right amount, so you're not putting too much in your stomach, but okay. you're still getting. Um, so I was able to get uh, proteins, fats, and carbs. And then there was also rice balls. I had four different types of rice balls as well. So. Interesting. So what was your favorite out of everything you prepared? Oh, out of all that, it all depended on what part of the race I was at. Sure. But I, I love the, uh, I, I always like the cheeseburger uh, pickle and, and mustard because you get the, the salty, oh you, get the, you get everything you need in it. Um, and then the, the banana. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka, one meal and a pill. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the banana chocolate chip now was I'm good too. Hints of mustard. <laughs> snozberries. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like snozberries. Cool. Um, and uh, gear, I tried uh, this year or this race, I also used the naked belt. Um, yep. For I'd used it in a race before, but for a longer distance, this it was, it carried the just food perfectly. Belt, not a vest? I used the vest for the longer sections. And then for the shorter sections, um, was a naked vest though. No, no, it was uh, Nathan's okay. Nathan's vest, which I've been using for quite a while. But um, the belt served as carrying everything but hydration. If I had my pack on, and when I didn't have my pack on, I would hold a bottle and carry a bottle, and everything else was in there too. Gotcha. So, and what would what was the last part of that question? Uh, was that it? Any differently gear wise next time? What would I do differently? No, actually, I had everything dialed in pretty good, I think, this time. So as of right now, it so felt now you good. you just got to find another 100 to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm working on that. It's still a little bit too close to, to figure out exactly what I'll be doing, but um, I'm definitely reevaluating how I'm gotcha. how I'm looking at things right now. Randy wants to know if he registers for hallucinations, how will he know if he gets the gooders? The first 250 to register. So we haven't, have we opened registration already? No, registration open Monday. I mean, I guarantee you if you're in the first, if you register Monday, you'll be good to go. Um, I'm not sure beyond that. You'll just have to see if there are that many entrants. But as soon as we hit that, we will make it clear on the registration page and the website. We'll like say they're sold out. Cool. Or we might be able to finagle a few extra pairs. We'll have to see. We do have some leftovers from last year, so we could always uh, that's true. We could always uh, insert some last year's. But if you want this year's edition, 
sign up early and sign up often the glow in the dark sign up your whole family even if they don't know sign them up <laughs> <laughs> what are the reroutes looking like for sky peaks oh that i talked about yeah oh well so yeah i mean one piece that's a bit unknown will be the forest closure due to the pipeline fire so the first part of the trail um normally goes through there well and if we're talking zoom out 50 mile used to ring the whole peaks and that's definitely out for this year maybe next year i don't know so that one's going to go northbound i think we just got forest service approval so if the website isn't updated yet it probably will be very shortly awesome but that one's going to go stay more on the west side of the mountains where we start finish take part of the arizona trail and do some stuff up there north of the peaks we just can't hit Waterline is out, Inner Basin's out, Schultz area is out. It's all closed through the end of October at minimum. Gotcha. Right now. That question was from Lindsay McDonald, everybody oh, the racing great. team. So, yeah, if you're doing the, she's doing the 26K, so we'll probably have to start up Snowball Road for a mile. Then we'll turn off onto that Forest Service Road, and we can tie back in. Cool. Uh, will Arlen Glick win Run Rabbit Run this year? Interesting. Uncle Rico. I didn't know he was running it. I didn't either. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Mm -mm. I feel like he proved himself to be able to hang at Western States. And I think with time and more mountain experience, he's going to nail it. Yep. He's too good not to. Crushed it at Western. Just keep that momentum going. (laughs) That's cool to see him take on these bigger mountain races outside his comfort zone. Yeah. I love it. Let's see. Do they allow three-legged racers at Jackass? I think that was from <laughs> the wardrobe malfunction quick take. Really? Three-legged races? Uh, racers. <laughs> racers, like the runner we saw. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> that. That, I that don't could know. be going in a weird direction. But yeah. like, if I was just to answer the, the question straight up, sure. Like, I would love to see it. That would be insane. Yeah. If you guys did a three-legged race for the whole Pemberton Trail or the whole 20-mile loop, that'd be un- unbelievable. <laughs> well, you have time. Like, yeah. you have all night. Yeah. And there's there's goodies at Jackass Junction, so. Good luck. Yeah. If you if if somebody does that, they can they can have my Gooder glasses, my Havelina Gooder glasses. There I you will, go. Mine I too. will take them and give them to yeah. them. Uh, looks like you guys are wearing the same watch. What is it? I have the Koros um, Apex Pro. I have the Koros Vertix 2. Mm-hmm. So yes, Koros probably looks like the same watch band color, but yeah, yeah, a little bit of different um, model. Yeah. This is about two years old, and I think the Vertex just came out about six months ago. I just plugged in my watch two days ago. I hadn't, I don't think I charged it since Hard Rock. Like I ran all of hard rock and then whatever bike rides and runs I did since then. Really? Yeah. It was down to like 5%. Yeah. I still haven't charged. I haven't charged mine yet since the race. So, yeah. Oh, we're going to have to. So Arlen Glick is doing uh, run rabbit run. He just put in a 57 mile weekend. And apparently he did an interview with Wrangler Roundup where he explains why he is not sponsored. We're going to have to watch that, I think, before the next episode, just because that comes up so frequently. Oh, yeah, that came up in the interview. At Do you think he's going to like say that he chose that path or why he thinks he hasn't yet been? 
I guess we'll have to listen. I think so. it's the first thing you said. I think it's a, it's a choice, but I don't know. Be interested to see. Yeah. All right. We'll have to tune in. All right. Um, anything else? I think we made it through the questions there. Great. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, yeah. Thank you guys all for tuning in. It was a fun episode. Thank yeah. you, TJ. I appreciate Bryce. it. Bryce. It was a real good time. And AC is going to be top of my mind now. I think I'm going to have to go do that one again. You have to. It's, uh, it's time. It's been a long it's been a while. Man, I did it in what, 07? I did it in 2013. I did it one other year too, but I can't remember what year that okay. was. I've done too many dang races. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be Bryce's first 100. I, yes. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, it's a scary thought, but I'm not going to say no at this point. I'll come out. It returns I'll... to like the point to point with a finish in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, highly consider it. It's such a great race. We just drove by there, and those mountains look so cool from the road. It is awesome up there. It's so cool. I'll come and crew you if you need it. Um, <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll be back next week with the show. Uh, please comment. Let us know what you'd like us to chat about. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Have a great week and a great weekend, everyone. Thanks.